The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by BlueChew.com. Get the chewables that give you the confidence you need and the performance you both want when it's time to have fun. BlueChew.com. Use code Vegas for $20 off your first order. Now, Waddle and Sylvie. Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Short lead by Sebi. Pitch is hit in the air. Deep to right. That ball is gone. White Sox win. The field of dreams. It was meant to be first game ever in Iowa. That's the best game ever played in Iowa. The diving Vaughn down the right field line, kicks into the corner. Ramirez on his way to second, head first slide, safe and in to score is Jimenez. And another hustle double, right over the bag at first. Now Jose and Anderson square off, they're fighting, they're swinging, down goes Anderson, down goes Anderson. The Cleveland call right there, what a difference a couple of years make, two years. Len Casper on the memorable call from two years ago, it was two short years ago. It was it was one of the greatest regular season baseball games. Do you remember that we said about the Field of Dreams game that rarely had we talked or the country had talked about just baseball in the context of, hey, that was a great game yeah. in the regular season. Right. Like, baseball had not been talked about that. It's only football. Like, all the national shows only talk about football. But for that one day... All the the hot take shows, all the Sports Center shows, they were all talking about this thing that happened in Iowa. Yes. And, and the game that was played and the way that it ended was one of the best things that we had no, seen on right. a baseball field. You're right. Listen, when you play 162 of them, they kind of get watered down and you don't remember a lot of them. But that one certainly was the exception to the rule. And, and, like, and, and to walk it off, it, it goes oppo. You know, he was that uh, the first Field of Dreams game. Yes, it was, yeah, it was. It was. It was the first one. Remember the corn? We were doing the whole thing that the corn like created an environment where the ball jumped even more. Yeah, and uh, I forget what they called that. They called there was a term for cornucopia. That. Cornucopia. No, I made no, that. I, up. I, I yeah, know. It wasn't that. No. Um, there was a, there was a term for the uh, no. Corn, I remember corn yeah. sweat. There was a corn something. Now it's corn sweat and tears. Yeah. Now it's yeah. Yeah. Everyone's had enough. Now it's just corn in the poop. Ooh. Yeah. Isn't that really? Did you have to do that? I love eating corn, but then yes, that that night or the next night. When did Braxton take over your spot over there? Corn (laughs) in the poop. It's it's that's what it is. What do you think, Miller? You think that that was was did the he that hates reference, poop stuff? Did, did that you reference catch you? Yeah, you yeah, catch you. I'm out. Yeah, you guys I'm talk out. all the poop you want. Fire and boot. Like I have two. Like this time of year, I have two 
corn on the cobs with a dinner sometimes. Ugh. I love sweet corn. Yeah. I don't even need to butter it up. It's so sweet. Do you, do you cook it or you eat it raw? No, cook okay. it. Oh, yeah. Does anyone eat it raw? I don't know. You were you were basically talking about making love to an ear of corn, so I didn't know if you even took the time the to... The next morning, bing, 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 bing. It's like a BB gun. Yes. Oh, I get it. Two, two ears of corn. But, like, that's what it is now. Double-barreled BB gun. We, it's so, bad. Uh, I mean, Shay, like, Shay asked the question today. I heard it, and I'd been thinking about it, so I'm like, damn it, Shay. Shay with a great question. We should have done it first, but it doesn't mean that we can't we can't uh, bring it up as well and build on it a little bit more. Did they discussed co- did he it. Copyright this conversation? Or no, no, we don't need to copyright. I think it did was a, a, no, it was okay. a good good discussion by Cap and Jay Hood. And Better than the Lynn Swan ranking. Yes, he redeemed himself for the yeah. Lynn, the Lynn Swan <laughs> conversation. GTFO. Look, I, I, I mean, his question was what? Has there been another player that has had a fall from grace more precipitous or something in that neighborhood than Tim Anderson? Because I think it, it checks both boxes where Tim Anderson was this great productive player and he was the you go, we go player for the White Sox. And he was also the build your build your campaign around Tim Anderson. He's the guy who changes the game he's the guy who celebrates home runs he's the guy with swag he's the guy who's living in the city 365 days of the year and doesn't need to go anywhere else he reps chicago the only thing i would say about that and i'll give credit to meller because he likes to be given credit for thoughts Um, thank you you're welcome uh but as jeff said and it was the thought i had as well is is like this is very immediate because, like, last year, Tim hit 301. The year before, he hit 309. He hit 322 the year before that. This year, 242, and you've described it perfectly. It has been a fall for grace, but what if this is a he falls down and bounces right back up in 2024? Will like, it be for the White Sox, though? Well, will, right. will it have to happen in a change of scenery, though? I, I don't know. I mean, maybe they keep him because he's cost-controlled, and they look past this year and say, look, this was a bit of a blip, and it wasn't good, but you know, the few, he, he, we're not going to sell low, right? so why are we going to trade him? So I, I, I understand why Tim's name is being mentioned in this conversation. I'm just suggesting that I'm not sure this story has been written. Maybe this is the beginning of some rough times for Tim's 30 years old. Like, Tim could definitely, next year, you cleanse yourself of what happened in 2023. Would you be shocked if Tim Anderson got back to being a good player no. next year? I think Jesse's hit it that he needs a more nurturing environment. Like, again, there, there, are, there are places that could rehab him. Like, it's not just a change. Like, you could change your scenery. Like, Absolutely. that term... Change. He needs a change of scenery. You can change your scenery. That could come with a new manager and a new general manager and a new group of teammates around you with a new fresh start like, in the same uniform. Like, like he created a lot of his problems. No Don't doubt. get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. Like we were talking about this today. Um, uh, like the off the field stuff has been well documented, but let's face it. Chicago has gone easy on him. No, I was, I was texting with John Greenberg about this the other day. If he was doing, if he, if this happened to him in New York, Philly, 
Philly, and Boston. This would be front page of the New York Daily News um, about this, and it would be a tabloid piece about it. Daily. Chicago and the even the Chicago sports radio, the media, we have respected, you know, and I don't think you and I have ever talked about it until he brought it up himself on the Ryan Clark podcast. And yeah. that was the only time, like, we respect the privacy and stuff like that. I think Chicago fans have really respected him. And this is a, a bigger, and we it always goes into my calculus of, here in Chicago, we want to hump. Most of us are fans on the radio of the teams that we grew up rooting for. We're going to give our favorite players more than a second chance. We Sometimes were, third and fourth chance. We want our guys. We want our guys to succeed. Yeah. And yes, this is a big market, but compared to other big markets, this is a really easy town media wise. And I believe while it can be a demanding town fan wise, for the most part. It's pretty easy. Yes. I also believe, so that's number one. Tim created his own problems, and no one, I don't believe, has really jumped on him for it. Two, we've talked about this in the pre-show fistfight. I think Tim Anderson sort of set a bad tone for himself. Totally agree. Before the season. We talked a lot about this in spring training. Some people wanted to overlook it, but I, I think the two of us... Heard it, saw it, and both had this. We both had the same thought. This is not, this is not how you want to begin the 2023 season. Is this is your message as a guy that is considered the leader of the team? Just and this is from a Sox Talk podcast with Chuck Garfine. We played this then, and I think it even speaks even louder today, knowing now what we know. And we said that we never said this in hindsight. We said this then, that this is not the way you want to start out a season. The plan is, you know, we know not to, you know, do what we did last year. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of room to grow. And, um, you know, just a lot of confusion. A lot of people pulling from, from different angles, you know, uh, not just in the clubhouse. You know, fans as well. Um, a little bit of everybody. So, uh, you know, the ultimate goal is, you know, try to, try to dumb that down and get it back on, you know, pulling from the same screen with everybody, including you. Including me. What do you mean, including me? Including you. What are you trying to say? I ain't got to say it. You know what? <laughs> that, that I was questioning why you guys couldn't win? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But, uh, you know, if, you, if, you, if, you, if you're a part of this and you're, like, and you're like one of our supporters and you see somebody struggling, that's like, you know, that's kind of like, uh, you know, if you see your wife struggling, you're going to pat her on the back, right? So that's kind of one of those things. If we're on the same umbrella, I think we should all be pulling from the same screen. And not tearing each other down, um, and not tearing players down, or you know we don't tear you down. So I think it's just one of those things we got to support each other. We support you. We make ourselves access to you. Yeah. You know when you want to talk to us. So it's just kind of one of those things that we all got to be, you know, be on a positive screen and pull from the same screen. And uh, I think we can be better as a whole. Yeah. Was I tearing you down? No, you weren't tearing me down. You just making, you was causing a lot of confusion. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just, I was causing. I was. <laughs> Listen, to after a lot. I mean, but you got to think about it. The fans listen to you. Yeah. Right. You're right. talking. We don't talk. We just play. Well, you, no, you talk. You can talk. We don't We don't talk, though. When the game's on, we don't talk. They're listening to you. Right. So uh, if we're putting out positive energy, then positive energy is going to always yeah. follow us. You know what I'm saying? 22 under today. Positive energy. It's not. It's not up to Chuck to to get the fan base revved up and in in party mode to appreciate you as a team that is underachieved. 
Like, there were people that were critical of the 2022 White Sox for good reason. They underachieved. And that was a 500 team. Yes. And they underachieved in the competitive window. We said it back then. What Tim Anderson needed to say was, it's on us solely. And I know there were other parts of the podcast and Chuck and McGuffey came after us when, when we said that, that there were other parts of it. But Tim Anderson needed to say solely it's on us and the fans will follow when we play better. It's not the message you wanted to send out there as the season was about to begin as the leader of the, the franchise. Yeah, like it's easy. It's a pretty easy formula. You play well, fans will cheer. You play poorly, fans won't be happy. It's it's every sport. It's easy. Yeah. It's no one no one will tear you down when you play well, you work hard. That's it. Like it's a really easy city. Work hard, play hard, win. Like even sometimes if you just work hard and you don't win. This town will forgive you. Well, listen, they, just because Tim was batting 240, if he wasn't making lackadaisical mental mistakes, getting picked off oh, right. of bases, running, running errors, and running things out, and doing playing the game, you know, with 100% perceived energy, then I think that his lack of success this season compared with previous seasons would have been tolerated by. Baseball bad fans, tone. And Sox fans. He set the bat. He set it There's up. No doubt. He passed the buck again. Like Pat. Like again. Rick Hahn yesterday met the media talking about Keenan Middleton. What he do? Pass the buck back to Keenan. Oh well, Keenan was the one who apologized to me. Instead of just taking and hold being accountable. Look, guys, we're twenty three under. We're the ones who have had a bad environment here. We've got a lot to clean up here. We're not productive on the field. We haven't had a good environment in the clubhouse. You don't need to then pass the buck back to Keenan and say, well, he was the one who apologized to me a week ago before the trade deadline. Like you're eight and you're in the principal office. Enough passing the buck. You guys stink. They don't. Their message never resonates in a positive way. Ever. They just and then there's Jerry and there's Kenny with Bill Cower. The 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 like, the optics, the, the message, it all it has all the, but to get back to the point, yeah. look, has the, the the fall from quote unquote grace been precipitous for Tim in twenty twenty three? Yes, it has. Especially if you compare it back to the, the Field of Dreams game. But I'm just saying in the context of all time Chicago guys that have fallen from fallen grace. From grace really. He still has the capacity to, to finish writing his story. And maybe 2024 in a White Sox uniform with a new group around him and him re, refocused. Maybe Tim bounces back. Yeah, And we're having the story in a year or two that's like, Wow, this was a low moment. This was on a roller coaster. You have highs, you have lows. That was a low moment. But he has picked himself off up and dusted himself off and, and gotten back to being a productive player. His story's still being written. Right. But as of now, it's been a huge fall from grace. Like I said at the time, Chris Bryant, for me as a Cubs fan, Chris Bryant was a storybook. Chris Bryant, college player of the year, minor league player of the year, rookie of the year, MVP, the winning assist on the World Series final out. It was glorious. And then he just started. He got hit in the head. I don't know if that was the reason why. The injuries, not productive, never re-signed, traded. 
And like, there's a longer track record a, of him being in a valley. And now for sure. he's a footnote in baseball. Yeah. Um, Rod Rakoviak uh, says Sammy Sosa as a. I mentioned for, him upstairs as well. Like but. I still hold him in high regard. A lot of people, like f- from corking his bat to walking out on his team. You know, Tom Ricketts has never, still not accepted him back. Like I think Derek Rose is probably. Danny suggested that Derek Rose was as popular as any athlete in this town probably since Michael Jordan. And when he, we have that huge controversy, it's probably as polarizing of a talk as we've yeah. ever had with fans about being cleared and him not playing and some of the things he said about needing to walk when his kids graduate. Yeah. I heard Mark Pryor being uh, thrown out there on Cap and J Hood today. I think Charlie came up with a brilliant one, and it's not a player. What is it, Charlie? It's Matt Nagy. Yeah, I mean, Coach like. Coach of the year, and then. Wanted him out of town, what, four years later, three years later? Guilty. Yeah, but you weren't the only one. I mean, well, they were, I know, but, you, you know, like, he was, he, Charlie's he, right. He was coach of the year. They they won 12 games in his, what was his second year? Was it his first, first year? First, first year. 12 and four, and, yeah. 2018. Yeah. Think about it, too. It was like, we're finally doing what the smart teams do. We went out and we hired an offensive-minded and not just Who wears a visor, by the way? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and it wasn't just that they went from 12 and four to not 12 and four. It was the manner in which it all imploded. Go back to the Cleveland game, putting Justin in in a a horrible game plan, taking the play-calling duties away, taking them back. Like, his fall from his first season was beyond precipitous. Someone sent me a Facebook memory the other day where you, J.D. was on our show, and he was giving us his report. And he said, guys, today... The message from Matt Nagy was, it's okay to throw interceptions. And your reaction on the air was, what? (laughs) You responded in real time as J.D. was giving. That was, why? What? And if I remember that correctly, he was talking about these are planned or that these are acceptable and this is part of the practice. Yes. yes, And it's like, under what circumstances do you want to condition yourself that throwing an interception is an okay process? So, yeah. So that came back and that goes into like none of it made sense. I had to tell you, like, I Charlie, when Charlie said that, like a light went off in my head and. That's who I would say the, the the quickest and most precipitous fall. He's going to get another job too. He's going to get another head coaching uh, job. I don't think guys. So. It's time to up throw the interception drill. Yeah, I mean, you guys, you and Meller have been adamant about it, and I guess that your your claim is that he's going to take over for Andy. But if he gets another job, it's only going to be. You know, in Kansas City, and I don't see it. I would still put my money against it. But there's no other team in the NFL. That you think he's it. just when Andy retires, he's like the heir apparent. You guys think that I don't. No, 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 no. I think that's a possibility. But I think you keep winning a lot with the Chiefs and riding not even yes. shotgun, but riding in the back seat while he's Patrick riding Mahomes, Mahomes coattail. Yeah, maybe reads the driver. Patrick Mahomes is shotgun, and and, and Matt Nagy's just in back, and he's he's yeah, there for he's, a good time. He's getting a letter of recommendation, one signed by Andy Reid, one signed by Mahomes, and he's getting a second chance. And that team, whoever is thinking about it, needs to to be sent the audio of I'm telling you those, of that interview with JD, and then he needs they need to be sent the video of the game plan against. Cleveland and Cleveland. Two letters of rec, 
a 500 record overall, a coach of the year on his resume. I know. I know. He's he's got it on on it's it's the wide lens instead of the stuff that we know. It's the the out of town stupid stuff. Two playoff appearances. Right. By the way, we, if it's going right. to happen, it better happen quickly because the further you kind of drift from being a head coach to just being Dude, part of the one, staff, Mahomes is winning a Super Bowl for you. Yeah, well, you got to be football. You got to be football. You got to be football stupid to think that, that no be enemy to get in the way. And he hasn't gotten this year. He hasn't gotten a head coaching job, and he was there for the last two Super Bowls, right? Who, Nagy? No, Biennemi. Oh, Biennemi? Yeah. A whole nother can of worms. Do we okay, want to open that I'm one I'm just here? saying. Uh, Matt in uh, Irving Park here on ESPN 1000. What's up, Matt? Matt! Hey, uh, um, so I guess this is a bit late because I called in when you guys were still talking about uh, <laughs> Rick Hahn. But, like, is anyone just – I just don't feel shocked anymore about any failures that the team has, you know? I like, don't either. Yeah, it's just, it should be shocking. It should be shocking that, like, Middleton goes to the press and, you know, takes a big, fat dump all over the organization. <laughs> I don't feel anything. It's it's just become... You have... Ta- Matt, Matt, like, Matt, listen, you know, it's the same thing. I am a doctor. Sorry. I'm a sports doctor. I'm not a medical professional. And I have diagnosed Carmen DeFalco. With Soxholm syndrome, and I think that you are suffering from it as well. Oh yeah, I, but the I'm not done. <laughs> it's just you know, even if they like, even if Rick's like the fall guy, who cares? He's just going to get replaced with another puppet. Like Jerry runs management, like Snyder ran the football team. It's ridiculous, you know. Like, why should we have any hope that this guy can ever turn it around? And this is like something I don't want. I, I feel kind of bad saying, like, live on the air, but we are in the same boat that the Blackhawks were in the 2000s. We are waiting for the owner to kick the bucket and hope that his kids don't screw it up. It's what, Listen, what, I, what other avenue do you have? Look, I, I mean, that, 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 that's callous approach, and I'm not being critical of you, but just from my own perspective, look, it shouldn't take that. This it, is what it, I'm saying. It shouldn't, it shouldn't take that. To look at your business and come to the conclusion that change is necessary because the business has had more down years than up years by a significant margin. That's that's all I'm saying is like, Jerry, you, you got rid of Frank Thomas. You got rid of Tony La Russa the first time. You traded Harold Baines, who you loved. You, f- you traded Ozzie Gian. You fired Jerry Krause, right? You, you fired Jerry Krause. You bumped packs. There has been many that you've fired countless coaches. There have been many moves you've made with players where you had to move on because time was up. Why not with Kenny and, and, and Rick? What, why? Like, why with them? Michael Jordan went to the Wizards. Scottie Pippen went to Houston. Phil Jackson went to the Lakers. If they can move on, why can't Kenny and Rick move on? It doesn't make any sense. It shouldn't take that callous thing for the owner to say, I can scrub it. I care enough about my team to win. I see the losses mounting. I see my team at 22 under. They need a fresh start. 
you heard from Matt and from others, including Carmen DeFalco, they have the apathy is yeah. is running wild. It's crazy. It's running rampant. Uh, we've got Waddle's World coming up. Barstool Big Cat at four. This is Waddle's World. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run. He's not fast, but he gets open. Bears legend. Amazing. Nine career TDs in the NFL. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him. Tom Waddle. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? It's time to find out what's on Tom's mind. Is that why you are here? As we go inside Waddle's World. Welcome in, Waddle's World. It is a great place, and it's brought to you by our good friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash finest member FDIC. Are you watching the Little League World Series at all? It's just started. I, I, I found myself watching more Little League World Series in just the last couple of days probably than I had the last couple of years. I, I used to love it when it was like it just when they would only air the finals. I get too much of it. I, really? I, I, I did. your like, son's playing ball that maybe you would I, watch it. I, I, no, I, 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 I'll watch the semifinals and stuff. I don't need to see Indiana against Ohio. Now, this has been a pretty good game today, and the Buckeye State has got a, an A5 lead over uh, Kentucky, the Bluegrass State. Um, I felt a little dirty with my thought from yesterday's viewing of, of the, I believe it was Nebraska versus Kansas. I, it was bad baseball. I mean, the Kansas team, I think, committed four errors in an inning. They're 12. They're on ESPN, my friend. Well, that's that. They are the state champs of Kansas. That's, the state that's, of Kansas. It's maybe Am I not ESPN. allowed to say that it was still bad baseball for, even that, for kids? Isn't that on us and not them? They're 12. I'm saying for But the Ohio team and the Kentucky team aren't nearly as sloppy defensively. Were you this critical it was a bad game. of your daughter's 12-year-old soccer team? I don't think they ever played on ESPN, and they oh, weren't so in, the, they weren't in the Little League soccer world series at the age of 12 so they brought cameras to to broadcast your daughter's team well, would, would you be more my, critical should i just sat at home and passed out juice boxes for the four airs i'm not telling you to, to throw bouquets at them but i wasn't dog cussing them i wasn't being personally critical of them the Sox made it was four a bad errors. game you know, I, your, I your Reds more. made four errors exactly. against the Cubs. And I pointed out. They're, but they're an MLB team. Right. Bad baseball is bad baseball. How old are 12-year-olds? I mean, as they're far 12. as... No, they're 12. I know. 12 12-year-olds are 12. Are, are they 7th graders? What are 12-year-olds? I think 7th graders. I don't know. Yes. They're yes. in 7th grade. That's middle of junior high. When did you become a softie? I've always been with, with this... Stuff. Like, I'm not, you're really going to go after. I, wait, the, time out. There's a difference between going after and acknowledging that the team from Kansas committed four errors in an inning, and most of the errors were very simple plays. It was bad baseball for their relative ages. That's all I'm saying. Today's game with they, Ohio and Kentucky, good game. It'd be better baseball. It is better baseball. They need the uh, gloves down, butts down. Shirts that I, we designed. Yes, there's no question they needed that. These are the state champions for every every state. We had a good game on Saturday. There our, you go. Our defense for seven year olds, they, very good. All right. We had a good what, game what, on what Saturday. About, I mean, have they ever had a bad game? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Wait, well, I mean, did you acknowledge that it was a bad game, or just give them gifts? 
No, no gifts, but we, you know, we coached them. Okay. I'm sure these teams are being coached as well. I would hope so after committing four errors in an inning. That's all I'm saying. I was a little bit taken aback by the the poor level of defense from the Kansas team yesterday. It wasn't, like I said, I wasn't making any personal comments. I wasn't cussing anybody. I just sat in my office and I watched the game. I said, that's bad defense, even for 12-year-olds. What's that's the, bad 12-year-old defense. You're going to make them run laps? What do you, what, what, I'm not what, in what? charge of them. I was a viewer. I was consuming the product. I don't have the capacity to make them run laps. God, what was up backs? What are those? What what were the? Well, we called them Donna's? suicides. Yeah, well, I know you. Yeah, that's what we called them. And I ran them so much one time in basketball practice that my feet were bleeding, and they told me to take my shoes off and keep running. So that's end line to free throw line, end line to, to half court, half court to the other so. free throw line, yeah. end line to the other end line and back. My shoes, the worst. I had blisters, and my blisters were bleeding. Ooh. And they wouldn't let me tap out, so I actually ran the last four or five of them barefoot. See how Waddle's outpouring us again? I had the worst shoes. This and- had, no, no, these were great shoes. They oh. were the Adidas with the red stripes up top. They oh. Were, oh, yeah. I thought you were outpouring us by saying that you, your shoes weren't good, so you had blisters all over. No, no. What I was telling you was is that, that there was no, no compassion from the high school coach at the time. That you just had to keep running. You're like, damn even it. Even though I, your feet are bleeding. You're like, I'm a football player. I, I can't even score in this game. You were defense, right? I was, but at that point, I was I was just trying to survive, and my feet were sore. Times were different back then. Anyway, Aaron Rodgers has found his next home. He's got a nice $9.5 million New Jersey estate. I hope they show this tonight on the opening episode of Hard Knocks. You think he'll give us like uh, what was the old? Day? I think you're going Cribs. to see. I think you're going to see an Aaron Rodgers. Just this is my wild guess. This you'll see a new version of Aaron Rodgers. Yes, lovable, huggable, just different. Yes, one that people I think are going to be. Wow, that's Aaron Rodgers. What a personality! I just think he'll be different. He'll be portrayed differently than. Aaron Rodgers in Wisconsin. I'm actually very excited to watch Hard Knocks. By the tonight. way, how did how much? What do you think nine and a half million dollar house in in Green Bay, Wisconsin looks like? Like a castle. It's just Green Bay. It is. It's all. It's, it's the, the entire city. town. Aaron Rodgers just bought the town of Green Bay for nine point five million dollars. <laughs> it's, it's the Mars Cheese Castle. Yeah. That's so good. So good. By the way, here's the essence of 2023 as well. Some Commanders players are concerned by Eric Bieniemy's intensity. That's kind of weird for NFL players. Washington Commanders coach Ron Rivera said some of his players expressed concern over new offensive coordinator Eric Bieniemy's intensity during practice. But Bieniemy, also the assistant head coach, said he's not about to change his approach. I'm always going to be loud, always going to be vocal, always going to demand from my leaders, the enemy said, adding he knows what would happen if he altered his belief. If I ain't doing my job, my ass gets fired. It's my yeah. job and my responsibility to make sure I'm getting our guys to do what I'm expecting them to do. Wow, they haven't played a game, and, and they're... Isn't He's laying the foundation from the outset. It's a novel approach. Yes. Isn't that the difference between the Chiefs and Commanders? Like, they do... The Chiefs do things differently. Like... Andy Reid has notoriously difficult training camps. 
and they just go about their business probably with more accountability. Than why Washington. is why is Ronnie uh, offering that up? I don't know. I don't know. He played for coach. I know. Boy, I'll tell you, I, I think that Bears, the camp portion of, of Bears training camp ends this week in House Hall, doesn't it? They play Saturday, oh, is obviously. Is this, is they it, gotta, we're going to be up there tomorrow and Thursday. I believe both are padded practices, and, right? And then are the fans gone then after that? I, I don't know. What? I mean, I would think it's going to be it soon, isn't it? It just started. But it happens soon, right? It's, I mean, not, it's not long, isn't it? Only like no, 10, I know. 13 days I mean. total. Like I, th- I, I thought somebody said like this is the last week of camp. It's a different world in the NFL these days. Jonathan Taylor has left the Colts training camp. He's going to rehab his injury, um, just offsite ankle injury. That team right now is a dumpster fire. Saints are expected to sign Kareem Hunt and Anthony Barr. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater signing with the Lions. Little uh, little NFL action for you there. Uh, what else did I have for you? Is like te- is, what's do you room? care where Teddy Bridgewater goes these days? Uh, not really. No. Really don't you know, care. He, he also made Colin Cowherd's list today. Yeah, can you, can you share that with everybody? I know this is your world, Waddle. Is that acceptable? Sure. Are you asking Meller to share Yeah, the- Meller, can you explain this? I, I, I showed you guys this in the pre-show. Fun house I tweeted guess it I out. can try. Do we have this? Uh, yeah. We you have the, the audio, audio, or should we should try and explain it? No, Col- well, yeah, Col- it- okay, go ahead. Because you're the one that identified it. I did not yeah, see no, this. I don't know where it is on my screen. I, I have, I'll have to play it here back here. Okay. It's So, Colin Coward, I guess this was today, uh, that Funhouse tweeted this out. I want to, and we were, he was giving like a quarterback tiers list again. Of quarterbacks that can do this and quarterbacks that can do that and quarterbacks that can't. And then he devised a list of quarterbacks who absolutely positively cannot win the Super Bowl. Justin Fields made that list. And it's important to note when you hear this audio, there's a visual component that goes with it. He's giving you his list of quarterbacks that cannot win. However, Colin gets distracted because... On the graphic, it says quarterbacks that can right. list. And you'll hear that, him. That, that's just a, that's a miss. That's a typo. Correct. And by the way, we know in terms of the timing of this, this isn't old video or an old take, so to speak, because Mark, on uh, his screen, there's, is, there's Stroud is, right. the, is the quarterback that is shown in a Texans uniform. Right. So, so C.J. Stroud. C.J. Stroud, yeah. yeah. So, again, this is his, this is Colin Coward and his list of quarterbacks that cannot Win the Super Bowl. And then the third category is 20 guys who are not getting to a Super Bowl and certainly not winning it. And that's everybody else. From Baker Mayfield, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Dwayne Haskins, guys guys that are just not... That, that, they're, you can end yeah, it there. It you you can end it there. I mean, like, we don't have to play anymore. Dwayne passed away 16 months ago, something like that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got you got hit by a truck. That's uh, that's an unforced error. Or or it's very accurate. He cannot win a Super Bowl. That is true. But in terms of being, you know, like when you call that, un- that yes, in the insensitive category for sure, that's an unforced error. Dwayne Haskins making a list of quarterbacks that can't, can't win, win the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yes, is not right. I can get Bart Starr can't win one either.
Yeah, we could probably, you know I mean, what? I can give you a list that's from here until the end of the day. Like, yeah, fine. I don't know what you're, you want to be factual and, and just say, I don't think Dwayne Haskins was in the slot. You can just go ahead and take that off and, and just some basic humanity, right? We don't need to address that. It was a very weird list, as someone pointed out on, on um, the Twitch chat. Bruce pointed out that Paxton Lynch and Johnny Manziel was on the list. And that's what... Oh, yeah, like, I it like I, I said, like, why are they even on his list? Aren't they out of football? Aren't they long out of the NFL? I, yeah, there, I think there was a note, like, quarterbacks drafted since 2013. So I think he was trying to make some over, overreaching point about first-round quarterbacks who were drafted since 2013. But, again, that's just... But, again, like, there were a lot of current quarterbacks who are playing there. Yes, and Colin lumped them into the cannot win. I just win. think if you were putting together a list of quarterbacks that can't win a Super Bowl and one of those quarterbacks, and I love Colin, like worked Pick- with Colin, loved like, him. Like, you know loved this is a current list, like Kenny Pickett was on the list. Yeah. But so, if you're putting this list together and one of the quarterbacks actually is deceased, you're just asking for... And, and to confuse them for, for people CJ, to... There was, there was C.J. Stroud in the corner. Right. Not on any of the lists, right? but like his picture, picture was, was up. Yeah, mm. It's kind of weird. I'm not going to... Well, not kind of weird. Uh, it was very weird. All right. Uh, we segue to uh, the, the unusual when we come back, including I have, uh, I have a story about people working out really late at night, and I have an asteroid story as well. So if you want to go to space with an me. asteroid story. And I think we have, a, like, like I think breaking business news with um, Barstool Big Cat today to get oh, to. Oh, we do? I think so, regarding a lot of stuff happening with Barstool Sports today. Oh, I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I've been following on Twitter um, during this. So we'll, okay. I'll sort this out during the break, and we'll, we'll talk to Big Cat about okay. this at there four. There you go. That's amongst other up. things. Yes. Sure. Okay, next. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. Waddle and Sylvie are back on Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN Chicago. Uh, so, yeah, it was. Uh, we got some questions for Big Cat coming up here in a couple of minutes because it seems as if... Uh, Barstool has uh, purchased all their shares back from Penn. So uh, Barstool is now a thing again. They own themselves. Well, they Dave were, Portnoy owns, is back to owning Barstool Sports. Did Big Cat have to buy his? I don't he know. Have to sell, wait, did he have to buy his stuff back? We're going to have to ask him. Gonna have, he's going to have to do a financial tutorial for us. And John Greenberg uh, is gambling on where Big Cat will gamble. If that makes he's gambling sense. on where Big Cat will gamble? Yes, because now that he's not going to be a Penn guy, Penn is teaming now with ESPN. Yeah, it's a giant deal. I would assume that McAfee will probably yes, be part of that I deal. saw that. Uh, that's what the New York, uh, I think, Post is uh, saying. Um, I think Greenberg is saying that he thinks Bet Rivers will team with Big Cat. We'll find out. Where will Big Cat do his gambling now? We're going to ask him here in about, uh, what is it, five minutes from now. Yes. Um, Good timing. Did you see this? Uh, There is a football player who uh, is a true freshman at TCU. He's six foot five and four hundred fifty-five pounds. Whoa! Yes, college football has a new heaviest player ever, and it's not even close. Four fifty-five. 
Breon Ramsey Brooks is joining the TCU Horned Frogs as a true freshman this coming football season. What conference they're in, I have no damn idea. Uh, but TCU has the Dallas native listed at six foot five and a whopping four hundred fifty-five pounds. Is he a defensive tackle? What does he play? He's a left offensive tackle, line. He's wow, an offensive left tackle. tackle. He's ranked as the number one hundred and eighth overall interior lineman in the country. He'd be like perfect for your hockey goalie thing. Remember how you yeah. used to want the sumo wrestlers in yes. the hockey gas yes. net? By the way, like hockey goalies have become pre- no more pangers in the in between the pipes. Well, they they are tall guys, yes, right? Like six foot, yeah, five and bigger. And handsome is all get out. Oh, too. really? Well, I mean, Hendrick, is it who is yeah, it? Lundquist, Hendrick. Yes, isn't he, isn't he an outlier though? Are most goalies handsome? I don't know. Is Corey Crawford a handsome guy? Rugged. I don't know. I'm not rugged. sure. I don't know. I got to be honest He's with you. Rugged. I couldn't point. I couldn't pick out another NHL goalie out of a lineup. He liked a good uh, rock show. Name name two non Hawks goalies. Name, name two, two Hawks goalies. Two Hawks. I no clue. I got I, you, you. got me. Oh, wait a second. Anti uh, Niemi. <laughs> uh, I can't. Like I'm. 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 I'm trying to Beanie rack my brain. No. Racking my brain and... Come on, Andre Dawson. I'm trying to wait for Pat Boyle to send me a text Come and on. give me a couple of... Uh, I, can, I can't. Can you name another sure. goalie who? Scott uh, Pesednik. <laughs> who? Scott who? Scott, Scott who? I gave you Ed Belfort. I gave you Ed Belfort. Dominic Hasek. He's not in the game still, is he? Oh, it's still, he said he said Hawks goalie. No, no, no. I'm two. talking any goalie, current oh. goalie in the NHL right now. Any man between the pipes. Can you name one? No. I can't either. No. Miller, how many can you name? Billy Tommy Bibby. Hi, it's Andre Dawson. This is good. We should uh we should we should just ask men on the street how many hockey goalies they can name. I'm trying to think. Who's standing between the pipes for who won the Stanley we Cup this do. year? Oh, good luck with the let Vegas Knights. Let me do. Let me do. No yeah. Don't Google it. Oh. Uh, did you say Quick? Yeah, Jonathan Quick. Is he still, is he he's still, still around? Yes. I have no idea. He is. Oh, uh, who is a Bobrinsky? Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky. I'll give you credit for that. <laughs> Bob. No, you don't For get Bobarinsky. Wait, wait. You don't get No, you don't get that. That's not good. No sale. <laughs> was he Florida's goalie? He was indeed. See, you can't you can't slip anything by, Sylvie. Yeah, you can. A lot, actually. All right, we got to talk to Barstool Big right. about this. Yeah. I should. We should do goalie Eddie or not o. a goalie. Oh my God, Eddie, really? What did he say? Just read what he just said to us. Just read that. Don't read that. <laughs> That's just between us. All right. Coming on uh, next. Eddie. We find out uh, the inside scoop on what's going on with uh, Barstool and Penn. And we're, uh, where is uh, Big Cat going to play now? Uh, he joins us is coming up next. Is he a true free agent? Hmm.